and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 7th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. All right, there were three women's fights on last night's uh, UFC 239. All kinds of stuff happened on that show. And I have all three match videos up on the blog. So let's go through them. Obviously, the uh, co-main event was Amanda Nunez defending the uh, UFC Bantamweight Championship against Holly Holm. And, and the fight went pretty much as I expected. Amanda finished Holly in the first round. There really isn't much happening in this fight until Amanda landed the head kick for the KO. She said afterwards that she wanted to finish with a head kick because that is Holly's usual finisher. I'm sure that idea was hatched from the brain of her coach, Conan Silvera. It also tells me that Amanda could have finished Holly at any time, any way she wanted. That's kind of what I figured. I mean, I thought what she would do is what she usually does is pound her, you know, because she punches hard. But, you know, what difference does it make? Now, on the broadcast, they were talking about possible contenders, and, you know, they seem to forget all about Aspen Ladd, and next week Aspen will face uh, Jermaine Durandamy in the main event of the UFC uh, Sacramento show. And if Aspen wins, there's your next title contender, okay? Remember... Aspen was supposed to fight Holly Holm earlier this year, and they didn't do that, okay? So instead, they gave Holly a title shot when she signed a new contract. Yeah, Aspen's a better fighter, okay? Don't know if she can beat Amanda, but she's a whole lot better than, than Holly Holm, that's for sure. Uh, now, they did mention Ketlin Vieira, who I think is also a contender, uh, but not Aspen. And, you know, the problem is there are a lack of contenders at bantamweight because the UFC has lagged in adding new blood. Now, we did see a possible title contender debut on this show. That's uh, Julia Avila. I'll talk about her in a minute. And also, <clears throat> Amanda wants to give Chris Cyborg a rematch, except Chris is fighting Felicia Spencer on July 27th. And that it's the final fight of her UFC contract. Now, of course, all of you are overlooking Felicia. Don't do that. She can beat Chris. So we may get some answers to uh, possible contenders for both of those titles pretty soon. All right. Okay, fight number two at strawweight. Claudia Gadelia versus Random Marcos. So the big news is that Claudia has moved to Mark Henry's camp in New Jersey. And I think fans were looking forward to this match because both are pretty good on the ground. And instead, we got three rounds of light sparring. Okay, so the fight was a stinkeroo. And it looks like what Henry did was teach Claudia to fight like Catlin Chukagian. Okay, you know, the keep away strategy, right? Gosh. And Randa's corner lied to her between rounds. They told her she was doing okay when she was losing. So, really, not a whole lot happened in this match. Randa, uh, Claudia won the fight, but it was bad. So, fans booed, and in her post-match interview, Claudia claimed that the goal in this fight was minimal damage. So, the strategy was to play it safe, a la Catelyn Chukagian. So that's what Mark Henry taught her. Uh, not good. It's a terrible match, okay? 
And the third match, which was on the Fight Pass prelims, was at Bantamweight, Julia Avila versus Pani Kianzad from last night's UFC show in Las Vegas. Now, listen, <laughs> Pani came in to this fight on short notice. So are you telling me that all the fighters who live in Las Vegas and the UFC had to bring in Panny from Europe on short notice? Doesn't make any damn sense. But, I mean, Panny's been, you know, begging to get back into the UFC since uh, she was in Tough 28. And really, she should have been in the UFC. But her record in the U.S. is not good, okay? So Julia, uh, who calls herself the Raging Panda, uh, is making her UFC debut. But, I mean, I liked her in Invicta, okay? And she won the fight pretty easily. Uh, I thought she could have finished in round two and again in round three. I mean, uh, she wobbled Panny pretty good, but then she didn't decided not to finish her. And in round three, uh, she could have gone for some ground and pound and get a finish there, but instead she decided to go for a, go for a um, rear naked choke, which didn't work. But she said in her afterwards in her post-fight interview that she didn't want a TKO finish. She wanted to win by submission. So, listen, Julia has potential, okay? She is somebody who we could see in a uh, title match down the road. But she needs to learn to take finishes as they come. Sometimes fighters outsmart themselves when they do stuff like that because... You know, if you're fighting somebody who's more competitive and you let them off the hook, you could lose that fight, right? So I don't like that strategy. I would have liked to have seen her get a finish out of that. You know, I don't care what kind of finish it is. And why she cares is beyond me. Makes absolutely no sense. Her her excuse, I suppose, is that she wants to uh, seem versatile. Ugh. Not necessary. Okay. Now, in her real life, Julia is a geologist. So there was some talk about that during the fight broadcast, eh? You know, oh, oh, you've never had anybody like that in the UFC. (laughs) During Thursday's earthquake, Julia was giving out tips about what to do during earthquakes because she's a geologist, right? Anyway, she's not the first. You remember Alex Chambers, right? She was in Tough 20. From, she's from Australia. Don't think she's in the UFC anymore. But anyway, she's an astrophysicist. Yeah, that's why her nickname is Astro Girl. But, you know, it's like, if she, that's a question her parents, Alex's parents would ask. Is If you're an astrophysicist, what the hell are you doing as a fighter? Okay, you could ask the same question of Julia, except she's a better fighter than Alex. Anyway, so like I said, the video for all three of those fights is up on the blog. Um, We've got a couple of new fight announcements coming. Uh, They've been uh, announced, reported on, but not confirmed. So I'm just waiting on them. Um, That's it for today. Uh, We'll see what happens uh, during the week. There is a show next week in Sacramento uh, in the UFC. Uh, We'll see also what happens in... uh, the WWE this week. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors should be should be back for this Tuesday's episode of SmackDown. They've been um, uh, staying an extra week in Japan. Uh, Asuka has been um, tweeting 
pictures of her video game collection, and she also spent some time at the uh, headquarters of Capcom, you know, and they were fawning over her. Uh, it looks like uh, 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 Kyrie Sane went home to her hometown in Yamaguchi. If you're not familiar with uh, Yamaguchi, Japan, uh, that's in the southern tip of, of uh, Japan, so uh, a lot of water stuff going there, and uh, there's a beach, um, they do a lot of fishing down there, and, and of course, um, uh, Kyrie, when she was a teen, she was a uh, competitive yachter, and she um, uh, tried out for the Olympic yachting team, okay? Now, she posted a picture of herself on Twitter, fishing, people looking at it. Kyrie Sane fishes? Well, yeah. That, I think everybody goes fishing in that town. Okay, so we'll see if they're back this week. Anyways, we'll see what goes on. Uh, I have something uh, for you on the podcast later this week. Uh, if you want to have any questions for me or any comments, you can leave them on, uh, on uh, Anchor's voicemail. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.